you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying, is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted, is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Successful The Successful Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to The Sixth Sense Report with Anthony B. Mitchell. What? What? <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> okay, that's that was my, I was, I was really trying to do like my best Darnell impression. I was really trying to do that. I was, I've, been, I've been practicing and leading up to this point, honestly. Like, that, I, if you guys got to tell me, like, was that good or like... <laughs> What do you think, Joel? Uh, Joel, how did he do? What did he sound like me? Uh, it was better than when I tried to do it. <laughs> oh wow! I might have to dig that up. I might have to dig it up and uh, play that next time. I don't even. I think know you did it I'm... only once. Yeah, once. You once. did it once, and then you just never did it again. <laughs> no, Darnell knew. Is that what okay, happened? Yeah, yeah. One time. <laughs> what episode was that? Like. In the first, I think it was season oh, one. Oh man! So, so it would have been one of the first fifteen. Okay. Oh, well. Okay. Any of the listeners, if you guys know what episode that is, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> where Joel, where Joel did the intro. Oh man! So, but so you know what we? Oh, go, go, hold on, hold on. I'm hold on, uh, Darnell. I know, I know you're used to hosting, <laughs> running <but> the show, <laughs> bro. I'm, I'm, I'm taking over hosting duties today. For you know, for a, a certain reason though. Right. There's a reason why we're doing this, because usually I'm behind the scenes just editing. But uh, but today is, is definitely different. And we'll get more into that later on as we go into the show. But let me start by saying this. Both to you and, you know, both Joel Yude and, you know, kind of. This idea of like, OK. I've said this to you guys before behind the scenes, but now it's like I get this opportunity now to say it on the platform and to be like. You know, I respect what you guys have have done and getting this far because I was looking at the date of the first episode that you released, which was back in December. It was December fourteenth, twenty seventeen, and to see the growth from then to to where you guys are now is uh, has been very encouraging. And yeah, I'm I'm just excited about you know the next level that you guys are are headed to. So. Uh, really excited about this episode, but of course, the episodes to come and what you guys are planning on next. So uh, I just wanted to at least let that let that be known publicly that I admire what you guys have been doing with this episode or this podcast and um, and how it's also changed my life as well. Even though I love editing, I absolutely love it, but I love now, I love and enjoy listening to all the conversations that you're having because it's challenging me as well. So just want to say i appreciate you guys for that oh, oh thanks. thank you thanks man uh yeah. really appreciate it uh <clears throat> it's been a long time coming uh to get yeah to this point i didn't realize it's 2017 wow man time flies when you're having fun <laughs> i mean to date you guys recorded uh i guess this would be a total of about 140 episodes but getting into it like joel like i feel like calling you a numbers guy is sort of like I don't know, disrespect to the skills and <laughs> abilities when it comes to numbers. Like you, you're, you're a beast when it comes to that. But when you hear that number, like, did you imagine you, you'd still be doing episodes way past a hundred? Uh, I, I think so. I mean, I think when we, then the reason I see that is like, we didn't start this 
for no reason, right? Like we, we started mm-hmm. this because as a tagline, six cents makes change, right? Like the idea was to make change and partly because we thought, you know, ideas matter and we're not having conversations about ideas. Public discourse is not about ideas. Politics is not about ideas. You know, elections are not about ideas. They're platitudes, ideologies. And, and so, yeah, I thought from day one, I think Darnell would agree. We both wanted to do this because we felt like we had something to say and contribute to the public discourse. But we also recognized that we wanted to do it different. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't, I mean, I, I would say, you know, when we're hitting like episode 15 and then we're hitting episode 30, like, yeah, 100 seemed a really far away. So to some extent, you know, it's a little bit surprising. Like, you know, now I'm sort of thinking about closing in on the number 200. Like, oh my goodness, 200 episodes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so to some extent, you know, it's a fair question. Like, did you really think? But uh, I think if I come back to what I said at the beginning, like I expected to continue to do this. Like it, it wasn't a side hustle, 15 episodes and I'm done. You know, I I wanted to, and maybe we'll get into this a little bit. Like, you know, when all this started, the 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 you know my first the the me and Darnell doing a podcast started with me two months before sending this video message to like a handful of my friends, <laughs> Darnell being one of them. That I was like, story. I want to start a podcast yeah. and I want to call it. I want to argue yeah. with you. <laughs> right and and so like a a couple months later darnell messages me he's like you want to start a podcast i was like yes (laughs) like i'm in (laughs) like and and probably about a week later you know i think we sort of solidified like are you sure you really want to do this okay let's start planning this and we didn't look back like there was no sort of Mm -hmm. are you sure you want to do this hesitations like what are we going to do like it was just like okay what's next okay you know plan okay four episodes okay how are we going to record you know and it was just sort of like we just continued trucking along you know both of us basically young married minimal responsibilities and so you know we our responsibilities have both of us i think have grown during the time we're trying to do this um (laughs) yeah which which we'll get to a little bit more but but darnell for you you know that time when we when we started that conversation when when i started you know that that message i had sent a couple months before like do you remember it any differently like is is that how you recall did my Um, asking or showing you my (laughs) podcast desires get you sort of thinking about it um no, no, it, actually, it was a conversation we had prior to it. And I guess you kind of put a pebble in my shoe, um, in a sense, where you were talking to me about just, just economic theory. And it, it didn't, it didn't, um, it didn't land. It didn't land well for me. Not because of how you said it, but just, you just talked to me about it in, in just, in economic terms, and I didn't get it. And then I was doing some studying, some theology studying, um, and then I saw the connections. Mm. And then I was like, oh, mm. shoot, this is what Joel was talking about. And I was like, oh, shoot. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay. And then I started going down a rabbit hole of putting the pieces together myself. And I was just like, okay, I want to do a podcast, but you know, it's hard to do. Th- and I'm sure enough people, and, and, and Sean says it to us, says it to me a lot. Like, you know, you're, you're lucky you have a co-host because doing it by yourself is difficult to create content mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. Be putting it, turning it out. 
Um, so anyways, yeah, yeah. So I, so I, so I, I gave Joel that call I'm on my way to work, um, to, to work together to, to do it. And so, yeah, but it's definitely a conversation I had with Joel prior, um, to even mm-hmm. thinking about a podcast where all the stuff started to come together. Darnell, mm-hmm. what, what made you think you have Joel, who is a self-proclaimed nerd? Uh, mm-hmm. That's a callback to episode one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and also a sneakerhead. Like, what made you think, okay, here are these two different worlds. What made you think, okay, this is definitely going to be something that works? Or did you think, okay, this could potentially work? And we'll just try and see what happens to see what sticks. Or where, from the beginning, were you just like, no, nah, this is going to work for sure? Um, I, I, kn- I knew it was going to work because well, Joel and I already had a relationship from our CLS days, um, hanging out at Denny's wow, 2 CLS. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah from, our, those days. from the CLS days um, and, and Young and Dundas evangelizing. Um, so I already had a rapport with uh, Joel. And also I hosted his wedding. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was there, but, 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 but I, I think I think definitely what made me want to do it more was that Joel and I are not the same people, but we're still somewhat the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just like, okay, yeah, Joel brings something that I don't bring, and so there's right. there, there there's balance there. And actually, you know what? I I would um I would definitely consider myself um more of a nerd um mm-hmm. than a cool guy um. Because um yeah, I'd rather I rather read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By default, I'd rather read a book. It's Christmas time. You want a gift? I'm gonna get you a book. I'm not I'm not right. getting you any Jordans, I'm not getting you any games. Um so like for example, let's say um okay, I have a an eleven year old uh, godson, right? Well, I'm mm-hmm. going to buy him a book for an eighteen year old. Not buying him a book for an eleven year old. This is a book he needs to grow into. These are books that will last a lifetime. This is that's what's cool to me, right? So um, that's why, um, yeah, I, I think Joel and I um, are, are a lot alike in that way. And also, I, I respect that Joel. Um, and I'll say this: <clears throat> I think that um, Joel is gifted in mm, in yeah. the sense that um, he has the he, he's born to podcast. I think I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Joel's born to podcast. I'm not. And, uh, I agree. And, and, I agree. And Joel has a skill set. <laughs> and, and and Joel has a skill set that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. Um, and, and that skill set is um his ability um to go through um the numbers, to go down the rabbit holes, to do the work. Um sometimes Joel will come up with these sources and these long, these long articles. Um, or these long videos, and he'll go through it, and it's an opposing view, and he'll go. But hold through on, it. hold on, hold on, but hold on, Joel, <laughs> and because you and I had this type of conversation before. Explain why you're able to go through a podcast or read through an article that seems super long, really fast. Why is that? Well, I mean, there's two things. One is like, you know, I'm constantly consuming content, right? So like. I mean the the mm-hmm. the whole you know for the listener obviously they know two times speed uh which is becoming two and a half <laughs> which is becoming three which I, which I'm on as well I do that as well now <laughs> right like it, oh, and yeah, it's I just do, I do it too now I do yeah. it too now it's contagious I it's, I literally just, started doing that because of you 
Yeah, well, and, and I mean, you, you think about it, you're like, oh, I could do one and a half. Like YouTube, right? It's a perfect example. Oh, I can get to 1.25 for the first little bit. It's like, yeah, it's a little bit annoying. And then you get used to it. And then you go back to one and you're like, why are people talking so slow? Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, well, and yeah, so so there's that. Then there's, you know, how fast I, I can listen to content. What I, what I like about speed <laughs> listening is technically I could listen to the same content three times in the amount of time it right. takes one person if I'm listening on three times speed. And so even if I miss something because of the speed, I potentially have a greater ability to know it because I've heard it so many times. So that's right. one. Um, in terms of long articles, a lot of times I'm looking for an article that's arguing the thing I already know. So sometimes the show notes page, it's not an article I got for in preparation for the show. A lot of times I'll say something on the show that then I have to go find the article to substantiate this very contrarian opinion that I know that I hold. And so um, that's sort of been the impetus behind a lot of the show notes pages is like whenever I or Darnell says something that's like obscure or different. Okay, let's source that. Let's make sure there's a link for that. Right. Yeah. And, and, and part then, of it too is I don't, and I was going to say part of it too is like, that's what I love what Joel does because I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like Joel will do stuff and he'll send it to me. I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to listen to that. So Joel does that. And yeah. Yeah. So the last thing, just the, the, speed, ahead, you know, ahead. long articles. Um, you know, a good example of that was the, there's a really long article in the, um, opioid crisis episode. Don't you put it in your mouth? Was that the one? Yeah. Don't you put it in your mouth? Uh, the way to, to speed read. Um, and again, I already know the arguments. I'm trying to find what's in the content of the article to sort of solidify. It's a good article. The trick is like, read the first sentence of every paragraph. And that'll tell you what the content is about. Obviously, the, the, when I've done this before, I don't do it all the time, but I do it sometimes. It also becomes a catalyst when the first sentence of the paragraph is new, you just keep reading. And then when a paragraph is sort of redundant, okay, I know what this is about. You know, you sort of read the first one, maybe read the last one to double check that you were right. And you just can pump, th- you can read, you sort of understand what the article is about on a high level. And and the reason I say that though, again, it goes back to it's explaining a position that I already hold. So I generally am not gonna do that for, you know, like let's take the Desmond Cole episode, right? I'm not gonna do that with a McLean's mm-hmm. article that I want to criticize or critique. I need to go through it line by line. But when I've made a counter argument, the article that's supporting that position is where I might not read through the whole thing. I want to make sure it's a lot of times I'm not necessarily giving the article I used when I do the show notes page. I'm trying to give the article that I think is the most concise or the the most detailed, the most relevant, let's say, for the audience to convey or understand that right. point that I've been trying to make or that we, you know, Darnell too, um, that we tried to make. Mm-hmm. Darnell, you said that, um, I guess because of what Joel has done in regards to those, you know, those tips and tricks and things like that, you know, it's kind of forced you to sort of do the same, some uh, similar in some aspects. Um, not probably not necessarily the reading uh, aspect, but more so, I guess, when it comes to listening to, you know, videos on YouTube or um, or podcasts or whatever the case might be. 
Um, but I'm going to segue into this question, which or this thought, which is, Joel, you can attest to this. Darnell is extremely competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, good. I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm not the only one that's, that's saying this. This is a true fact. But not just that you're competitive, Darnell, and not in a way to say that it's bad, but it's because you're always looking for improvement. So one of the things that Darnell always says, and this is you know got, putting you guys behind the, the curtain a little bit here, but he'll ask Joel and I, you know, okay, what do you guys think about this episode? Um, and he's and even other people that he'll talk to, other people that are listening, he's always looking for someone to kind of give that one that one negative uh, comment because he's like, okay, I could take that negative comment and improve on that. It gives me the opportunity to improve. So, what would you say, Darnell, from episode one to this episode, um, how you and Joel have improved? Episode well, what episode are we from? From episode one. From episode one. <coughs> episode one. Um, How would oh. you say you, you and Joel have improved? <laughs> uh, we've improved. Um, um, it's more natural, so it's less. It's it's a, a so we don't prep as much as we used to, which is a good thing, um, because more it's more natural. Um, the way we um go into shows, so we have a better rhythm. Because before, you know, we would we would talk a lot more before an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, when when the responsibilities, more responsibilities kick in, there's less less time <laughs> for Joel and I right. to to do right, uh, right. prep mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but um, the, I think our I think our interviews have gotten better. Not the guests, um, but Joel well, and I mean, I they've been gotten better too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but the, I mean, oh, yeah, navigating guests, and Joel knows this. Yeah, and, and yeah. Joel and Joel knows this. Um, me and him both agree the navigating. Um, the interview and so Joel's getting his time I'm getting my time and the guest is getting their time um, and not right. and, and, and complimenting each other so, so okay well right. I'll basically say this to the audience what actually happens on an interview this is the, this is the inside stuff Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Access grant BT S C R access granted. Access granted. <laughs> yeah, so what actually in the future behind... this will be behind a paywall. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So what, what 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 actually happens is I'm on an interview and you guys listen to an interview. Joel and I are um texting behind the scenes um about the interview as the person's talking. We're going back and forth about the direction. Do you have a follow up? Do you want to ask the next question? Do you want to change the topic? Like, you know, we're just short back and forth, right? Back and forth. No, no, no. I wanted to say something. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. no. You want to say something? Okay, I want to. I want to hit this point. Well, no, let don't hit this point yet. I just want to address this point. Okay, address that point. We have five minutes. Wrap it up, and then I'll move on to this point. So, um, yeah, and and I think the interviews have have turned out really well. Hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I, and it's something that I've thought about, like, you know, if we were, if we didn't have the ability to to communicate like that, that would probably hinder the product because I think it allows us to move on, circle back, you know, but we do it in a manner that doesn't, you know, we're not cutting each other off. Um, and that, and I think that communication between us, you know, we've got an outline, we've got, you know, especially with guests, usually we give them an outline. Here's the types of things we want to talk about. That's a way of, getting them to come on the show um right you know a lot of times i 
without, you know, actually I can name, for example, like Julie Panessi, right? Getting her on the show, we yeah. had asked her to come on super early in terms of like, you know, her uh, rise to fame. But her yeah. response was like, I really like the types of questions you're asking or the line of thinking you're going down. I don't remember the exact words. But but the reason I bring that up is like, you know, we we go into an interview sort of, okay, here's the four big ideas, three big ideas, three big questions we want to talk through. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, you know, that's very like the bones of the, the interview. When we move on, when we stay there is if... You know, Darnell and I going back and forth is is so key to that because it just gives us the ability to sort of make sure the one person's not cutting the other one off. You know, we usually right. it's like, okay, you up next, I'm up next. Do you have a follow up? Do I don't you know, like, oh no, don't go there yet. I want to stay on this topic. Or what, what do you want to touch this or this next? Right? Like just obviously we're we're paying attention to our guest, we're engaged, we're listening to what they have to say. But it's like a one second, two second comment to just make sure me and him are on the same page. Mm-hmm. That I do, I agree. I that's think that's definitely uh, improved or or made uh, the interviews continue to get better. For sure, and I think uh, that's something that people can uh, definitely look forward to in in the future in regards to more uh, interviews. Because I know that's what we've talked about, obviously in our in our production meetings. But um, but yeah, definitely with the interview side of things, I think. It's it's interesting to kind of see from the beginning where you guys were at in regards to interviews, and then at one point you guys are just most so, more so focusing on uh, just doing interviews or not interviews, but doing shows just with the two of you. Would you say that you know the reason why you did that was because you were more so just trying to like you didn't want to do interviews with people, or was it because like you were trying to like focus on being more comfortable with just each other? Hmm. Well, what well, sorry, what do you mean? Like um so like would you cuz in the in the beginning cuz later on you guys started doing more yeah. a little bit more interviews. I mean, I would say this season probably oh. has way more interviews in comparison in oh. comparison to the other episodes. <laughs> so like would you say there was was there a reason for that or was it yes. like was yeah. it just just because like okay, we just didn't want to do interviews no, or no. you felt you weren't ready yet. No, it was the reason why uh, was because of uh, uh Shelter Julius. Um <laughs> Julius <laughs> Julius um I think he sent us an email. Uh he's a listener. And uh he's yeah, he said, Yo man, you yo, you guys need to get more guests on this show, man. <laughs> and so and so, you know, we gotta give the people what they want, man. And so, um, right. yeah, yeah, we, we brought more um, guests on the show. So, uh, you guys could thank Julius for that, for making the show better. <laughs> All right, shout out to Julius. Well, and and I would say too, I think um, as Darnell and I progressed, you know, with episodes, right? Like even product, the way we do create episodes changed, right? I mean, early days, Anthony, you know, we were sitting in your studio doing like four episodes back to back yep. to back. Uh, you know, yep, one yep. recording session, just hammering them out and, and doing an interview in that context, like, okay, well that meant, you know, how many bodies do we have to coordinate? Same place, same time, you know, and yeah, so there's a little bit of technological growth. I think Darnell and I feeling comfortable from a production side as well. Um, yeah, a number of things that like, as we did more episodes, we felt more comfortable. And as Darnell said, like, obviously listeners are like, yo, get someone else on the show, get, get another opinion. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, uh, for us, 
you know, our greatest numbers come to with a guest for the most part, because um, that guest brings their audience on top of our own audience. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I would also mm-hmm. add, right. um, I would also add like, well, I guess in my mind, um, the way how I interpret it is that um, we want to stay consistent with our brand and create, eventually create a, a, a curriculum based on the brand. Um, you know, focusing on content that is um, economic, theological, and Canadian. And mm-hmm. when you bring experts on, it supplements the content. It supplements the curriculum. Um, so right. it's one thing, you know, yes, Joel and I do our, do our homework and we do our work and, and Joel adds something valuable to the conversation and so do I. But then you add other professionals to nuance um, the themes of our brand. And eventually those things add up. We're 140 episodes in. If you if you really like go through our content and you line everything up, hence why we have the, the YouTube playlists. Um, I, I think when you start to create playlists and have curriculum based on the talking points that we've had on our show, I think our content's unmatched and you and you can't beat it. And I don't think there I don't think there's a way you can beat what we offer in terms of interpreting events that impact Canadians from a theological and economic perspective. So I mean, it, sure I, I, I could of, be wrong. I could oh, be wrong. Ahead. I could be wrong, but I, mm-hmm. I haven't found one. You show me one. Listeners, you tell me you, you found one that does what we do better than what we do. No, gosh. I don't know if uh, that's a good idea because then we're going to get really competitive afterwards. Just no, well, good well. you are. Hey, competition <laughs> breeds. Quality <laughs> breeds. Price decreases. Uh, there although. Is. How do you get cheaper than free? Uh, but um, yeah, no, competition's good, man. Yeah, if you uh, if you have your uh, six cents report bingo card, you could just put your chip there on your <laughs> Joel's name. Um, but uh, funny, it's hilarious that you say that again. One of the things that one of the many things that I've learned just listening to you guys in regards to that, because each episode brings its own thing that just makes you go, oh. I never, I never thought about it like that. Like it just opens your mind up more and more. And I think, you know, with these next rapid questions, because these epi- these questions are more episode focused. But um, let's let's start off easy. All right. Um, what would you say is out of all the episodes that you've done thus far and that you can remember, um, what would you say is your favorite episode? And I'll start with you, Joel. Um. I think I've, I don't know where, I think I asked, answered this question previously. I don't remember who, it might have been our 100th episode, I don't know. It might, yeah, it might have been the 100th episode, but my answer hasn't changed. And that is probably the Brown Privilege episode. Hmm. And, the, and the simple answer is, or the simple reason is, I went into that episode not expecting much. And when we finished, like I was like, this is one of the best episodes we've done. So before before you 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 go into it, I mean, just in case if we have a new listener that's tuning in, you know, break down that episode, and of course, uh, you'll you'll link the that that episode <laughs> um, in the show notes page. But uh, but just give them, I guess, the Cole's notes of of that episode and what that was about. Yeah. So uh, this is. Uh... Uh, let me see here. So, I mean, technically, there's a couple episodes related to it, but the first one, Brown Privilege, is episode 62. Really, what we were talking about was, or the, the let's say the, 
the start point of this was Jugmeet Singh and the NDP and talking through, you know, uh, I like the, the intro to the episode said, uh, we wrote, Sikhs maintain a high level of representation in the political sphere. There are roughly 500 Sikhs in Canada, which accounts for 1.4% of the population. In the 2019 election, 5% of parliamentary seats were won by Sikh politicians. So that's sort of the impetus or the, the start of that episode. And, you know, we were talking about the NDP and socialism, grassroots strategy, you know, comments on abortion and gay marriage by Jugmeet Singh. And, and so, yeah, just going into that episode... I was like, oh man, I don't know if this is going to work out. It's going to be good. Like, I just remember sort of feeling unsure. And when we were done, I was like, this episode was amazing. And, and so, (laughs) yeah, you know, that, that's what makes it my favorite. (laughs) Cause I was, I was trying to sell it to Joel. I was trying to, cause, cause brown privilege is something I've been working through in my mind, being a black person living in Brampton. Um, being living among Indian people. And I've always kind of thrown around the term brown privilege. So this was something I was like working on behind the scenes and trying to pitch it to Joel. Um, And actually, I actually got to uh, do a a lecture on it um, at at, um, Ezra Institute when they heard about it. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, there's technically a a follow-up as well. Yeah, episode 124, Brown and Black Privilege in Canada. That's Darnell's talk. That, That Darnell basically merged a couple episodes. Or a few, I should say, a few other episodes, yeah, yeah. Uh, to to create that that talk. So, um, and then, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say uh, that that's my favorite, and I know it's sort of a weird reason, uh, but yeah, it's just I think it's symbolic that that sometimes even just in general, like I sit down to record an episode and like the final outcome is so different than maybe what I went into the episode thinking we were gonna talk about. Uh, and a lot of times those are the episodes that turn out to be the best. Yeah. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's uh, it's weird. Um, I think it's a, it's a good reason or it's a good reason to have a, have that episode as a favorite. Cause yeah, whenever you go into an interview and anytime I've done interviews in the past as well, myself, it's like, you're always wondering, yeah, it's like, is this going to be good? And you want it to be good because obviously you want people to listen to it and enjoy it. So if you're able to go into it, you know, still kind of not sure and then end up coming out being like, actually, that was amazing. Then, yeah, no, that makes sense why that would be your, your favorite. I get that totally. Um, Darnell, how would you, what would you say in regards to what your favorite episode was? Uh, I think the one that I think best embodies the Sixth Sense brand is Canada's Racist Policies, uh, episode 85. Um, and that one, we were looking at a, a vlog um, that a, a Canadian journalist uh, did, J.J. McCullough, and, and we were looking at the racist policies in Canada. And yeah, and, 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 I, and I thought it was just, it was just well-rounded. Um, we looked at systemic racism versus racist policies, defining what that is, collective rights versus individual rights, Pierre Trudeau and the six classes of Canadian citizens, which was uh, really fascinating to really look at. Oh, wow, like, well, actually, well, we already have We've already had a, um, you know, a tier, a different tiers of classes of Canadians, and we didn't even realize it. And then special mm-hmm. treatment from government and its um and its effectiveness. So yeah, that that I would say that one was probably one of our best shining moment, shining moments. I think. Nice. So then, what would you? So 
I was going to actually, I have this question written down in this way, but then I kind of made me rethink because I was going to originally ask like, what episodes do you wish you would, you could re-record, but instead I actually want to know, um, and I'll start, this is, I'll start with you Darnell with this, but like, what are, I guess, some episodes where you look back and you're like, actually my view on that has kind of changed a little bit. Have, is there any episodes that you can think of that your views a bit changed a bit since that recording? Uh, probably. I think. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, like one of the things that um. There was an episode we were talking about racism and, and my definition of uh, racism has changed because of Joel, and I was really thinking about it after after the fact so my my view of racism has changed my definition and i, I don't actually share this often <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually see? share see huh? I'm, out, I'm out here being sway i'm trying to get that, that uh, <laughs> yeah inside that scoop. yeah because <laughs> inside because, scoop. because people because people people get confused people people get confused when I, when I say it but um that that race racism is um is amoral which means it doesn't have any, like it's it's not immoral or moral. It depends on the context mm-hmm. you're using it in. Racism, right. um, the 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 suffix at the end, the ism, philosophizes the idea of race. So it's, it's a philosophy of of how you think. So everybody has a. If you have a philosophy on race, um, so that's racism. It's a philosophy on race. And so if you use that philosophy for bad stuff, then okay, then racism is immoral if it is um if you use it for good things um then it is uh, moral all right and that's just something i you know i was wrestling with my mind so what would be example for the listener oh my gosh real man like subscribe <laughs> share <laughs> on, just see the show notes no we're not going down that road man that's a whole nother episode no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, all right so then so then we will we'll, we'll pivot over to you joel then uh you know is there an episode if there is an episode that's fine but if there is an episode that you that you remember you can recall that you're like ah uh, you know my stance on this has changed a little bit um what episode would that be uh so i don't know if it's a i know i know there's an episode and a topic and it's something i'm i'm continuing to wrestle with uh, and that's in relation to sort of the libertarian sex work piece. And and the piece that's sort of, you know, my libertarian leanings, the default sort of like, I don't even, I, I, a lot of times I say to people, I don't like libertarian as a label. I try, something I've started using more so because I think it encompasses my, you know, perspectives is the idea of like voluntarism. And so in in the sex work realm, you know, people that are voluntarily engaging in a transaction. While I might think it's immoral, the question of should it be legal? I've always leaned towards sort of the libertarian side. I think right. Arnold Vierson might have said something or someone else. I can't remember exactly which episode. Maybe it was Joe Boot. <sighs> no, it wasn't Joe Boot. Because wa- the, the statement that was made to me was the or or to us in in an interview was something along the lines of whether I, again the Arnold Vierson episode was porn and politics and it was the idea that the amount of people that are exploited 
is exceptionally high in this industry. And so now, you know, for me, the like the libertarian argument is like, okay, we we clearly want to uh, punish or or undo injustices where you know someone's rights rights are being violated, someone's being exploited, right? So the pimp relationship, would, you know, would be immoral or or a violation of rights. Mm-hmm. Now the point, the point or the pushback, you know, that I'm sort of wrestling with now is that can you actually have that without mass exploitation? Right. So the libertarian side is like, okay, well, voluntary exchange, it's, it's, you know, it shouldn't be illegal. The dilemma is that, oh, by allowing this industry to be legal, you've increased or, or the exploitation actually increases. So that's something that I'm sort of wrestling with. And I would say my position has become a little less um, solidified. Not that I've totally changed my mind, but it's something I'm, I feel like, okay, I can see why I need to wrestle through this a little bit more, think about it a little bit more. I hear the counter arguments as stronger than you know the traditional sort of like, well, it's, a, it's immoral, therefore we should make it illegal. Like That's sort of the default arguments that I think are made. Uh, but aren't are insufficient to make the mm-hmm. case that you know we should lock people up and ruin their lives by giving them a criminal record because um, of the situation that that they may or may not find themselves in. And again, if it was voluntary, right? Sounds like uh, that's a potential episode in the future. Mm-hmm. That could yeah, be. definitely. I think um, <laughs> you know. Well, and, and I'm I'm more interested in. Okay, let's talk through the good and the bad as opposed to convince me why you're right about one side mm-hmm. or the other, right? Like, how do we, because clearly sex trafficking is a problem. The, the, the laws aren't really doing much to, to prevent it. I mean, they might be doing some, but this is where, you know, I think there is a lot of need to do some you know, good work, whether it be statistical analysis, econometrics, but there also needs to be work around, you know, what is the theories, what are the the cause and effect, what are the incentives at play, and how can we, much like the drug, you know, opioid crisis debate, right, how do we pursue the least amount of harm such that you uh, find the right outcomes? So that's where, or, or sorry, I should say, fi- such that you have positive or or you know outcomes that minimize harm. So mm. my point is like yeah, let's engage. I want to engage on that topic, um, but I think so many people are steadfast in. Well, I already know this is the right thing to do. So make everyone you know send everyone to jail. Like I don't really care to entertain that conversation right? unless you're unless right. you're bringing something of substance to the conversation. But anyways, right. little sidebar. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, um, I, I mean, I feel like I keep going. Uh, I have like a lot more questions that <laughs> in my mind, but maybe we'll, we'll park it a little bit because I know we're, uh, we're on a time crunch. Uh, so, you know, we kind of went through the process of talking about, you know, creating an idea and then you guys going through the process of ex- uh, executing it. And then, of course, perfecting the craft uh, itself. So. The question that everyone wants to know, of course, what's next for Sixth Sense Report? 
And I don't, I mean, I don't know who wants to. I, I'll say, you know what, Darnell, I'll point that question to you. And then, Joel, you can, you can jump in afterwards, too, as well. Agree or disagree with our views? Give us your two cents. You can leave your comments on any of our social media platforms or email us at sixcentsreport at gmail.com. Six cents makes cheap. Six cents makes cheap. Six cents makes cheap. Yeah. Uh, Six cents needs change. Right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in 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 your words, uh, unpack that. <laughs> uh, that means uh, show me the money. <laughs> that's, that's what it means. Uh, yeah. No. Um. So, you know, we've been getting a lot of great feedback from the listeners, and you know, uh, Joel people on Joel's side, people on my side, um, have, you know, kind of nudged us to say, hey, you know, you guys should you guys should you know, have a way for people to give and support the show. And so Joel and I um have been a bit um slow to it just because, you know, um this is our dream, this is our vision, and we don't want, you know, put any needless burden on anybody. But as the show has grown, um and we've been expanding and our responsibilities have been expanding. Um, the quality of shows have gotten better, um, but to maintain it, um, we need some some help. And so we're like, okay, you know what? Uh, let let's give uh, our listeners an opportunity um, to to give and support the way they want to. Mm-hmm. And what is that way that they can support? Is there something in place, Joel? Buymeacoffee.com slash six cents report. <laughs> um, no, no, really. Yeah, that, so that, that, that's no. the name of the platform. Yeah, yeah. So buy me a coffee is the platform. Exactly. Uh, we did we did create um, you know, this this platform. Um, you know, it's something that at the end of the day, there's another the other side of this is like cancel culture free or creating our own community to some extent you know in in our uh you know let's say production group chat i've shared with these guys a couple uh wonderful mm. pieces of facebook censorship that i've been uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and it's it's honestly you can't even it doesn't even make sense um like when i when i say this like okay so on a Let's see if I can. I have the the quotes here. I'm trying to see if it tells me which video. Uh, so on the the Six Sense Report page, we had a comment on, on Facebook, right? On yeah. yeah, this was okay. So on Facebook, we had a great yeah. comment on um the 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 drug episode, right? So the don't you put it in your mouth episode by who? Uh, shout out John Dansby. Great comment. I loved it. Really appreciated yes, what he really had to say. Um, I gave some, you know, response. No, nothing, you know, nothing critical. Just sort of saying, okay, here's where I would, you know, uh, what's the way I would like clarify my position. And I mean, if you go look at the the link, you know, at least for me, all the comments are gone. They've been ghosted. <laughs> um, I my my comments uh, like don't make any or sorry my 
my censorship doesn't make any sense to me um, because my comments were were very simple, as I said. My comments, as well as this guy. So I reached out to John, messaged him, shout out, thanks for you know going back and forth with me. I was like, did you delete your comments? Like, what's going on? And he, uh, my comments were flagged. So my comment goes against community standards on spam. Not not like <laughs> like if any of anything, <laughs> you know, I wasn't spamming. I'm commenting on I'm replying to a comment on a Facebook page for a page I run and somehow my comment right. is spam. Now, I can understand the like, oh, you're using multiple accounts to promote something in a way that's disingenuous. No, okay, clearly that's not what's happening here. It gets better. I can't even appeal the decision because according to Facebook, they've run out of resources due to COVID because so many people <laughs> are getting comments flagged during COVID such that my account will now be restricted. Your posts will be moved lower in the newsfeed for at least 90 days. So, uh, yeah, Crazy. I've been, yeah. I, I, the craziest part is like the two comments that clearly have nothing to do with spam. They're engaging on replying to someone else's comment on the video. That's our whole, you know, the whole episode is posted on, on to Facebook through the video or static image video. This guy commented it. I replied pure cordial conversation. Somehow they got flagged as spam and I can't appeal the decision. And so now uh, my Facebook my, saw that and was like, <laughs> nah, you guys can't have no cordial conversation. Yeah, Forget yeah. that. Now, <laughs> I'm not saying there's other things I haven't posted that should be might get flagged. That's a different conversation. <laughs> but of all the content that I've commented, shared, blah, 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 like for these, to me, this is like, it makes no sense. So buymeacoffee.com, six cents report. <laughs> the idea, you know, part of it is like, okay. How do we cultivate community <laughs> such that these conversations can't get censored? Right. Um, you know, that's, that's part of it. Along with that, you know, uh, Darnell and I will be trying to aggregate in line with <laughs> the censorship. You know, what happens if Facebook says, nope, six cents report can no longer be a page. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, in line with, with, you know, a, a content or sorry, a page like buy me a coffee which essentially is like a patreon or, or other programs that are out there and we'll, we'll talk through what's on there in a second we also want to cultivate sort of an email list for us to communicate with our listeners again we want to be cancel culture resistant uh so nice uh if you you know we'll, we'll be doing certain things to to sort of get the email addresses of our audience in the future so that sort of goes along with this as a, a piece to be avoiding or, or preventing cancel culture. So obviously like subscribe on, on your podcast feed. Ideally we can protect that RSS feed so that the, that never goes away. Uh -huh. But uh, for the audience, yeah, buy me a coffee. Essentially there's a couple different options. The, the, if you go to the webpage right now on the homepage at the right, you'll see membership. We'll talk about it in a second, right beside that there's a support button. Uh, and you can essentially tip whatever dollar amount you want. Uh, the The membership is essentially a way to do a reoccurring. Uh, and if you click join, subscribe, obviously you have to be you know become a member, create an account on Buy Me a Coffee. 
it, there's an ability to do a monthly fee, or if you do the annual fee, it's the equivalent of 10 months. Mm-hmm. So Joel, what would you say is, is okay, you have, we, have the, we have it set up now, and everyone's hearing about this, and they go through the process of like, okay, yeah, I, I definitely want to support financially, but okay, I'm subscribing, I'm supporting through Buy Me A Coffee. What do I get from this? The the support page, the idea is it's like a tip jar. Um, so if you click the support button, you know, uh, the idea there is is that you like what we've given uh, freely, 140 episodes, uh, and, and you want to contribute to us. That The idea there for the tip is just straight tip. Uh, the membership is where, you know, the perks come into play. Uh, that said, uh, if anyone's like, Hey, I want to send you crypto or I want to do something outside of the buy me a coffee, cool. Reach out. We can, uh, you know, email us six cents report at gmail.com and we'll, we'll figure out a way to make it work. We can make it happen. Uh, Captain. We can, we can add you if you, you know, if, if this method of payment doesn't work mm-hmm. for you and you have an alternative that you want us to, to work with, we can, we can make it happen. So email us six cents report at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. In terms of the membership, nice. we have, we have three tiers, um, two cents. Six cents and fifty cents tiers. So two cents is two dollar tier. Six cents is six dollars per month. Two dollars per month, or the fifty fifty cent tier is fifty bucks <laughs> a month. Um, the idea, of the two dollar tier, is essentially again similar to the tip jar. You know, you you essentially become a supporter, but it's it's sort of a a, a basic level membership. You'd be have access to some posts. Uh, the six cent tier is a little bit more of okay, you're joining a community, and we're gonna be sort of engaging with the listener on that tier in a in a bit more of a, a reciprocating manner. So on the two cent tier, you know, we would essentially have comments or or posts that that they'd be able to see, but right. a little bit limited. Right, so oh, give us some show no- show ideas. You know, we're definitely uh, we've got a post already up there that's essentially saying um, episode suggestion box, and there'll be a little bit of back and forth, but we'll have more uh, engagement on on the six cent tier with regards to helping us cultivate. And and this is like for me, you know, something like this has always been about audience being part of the show. Right. The idea is for that for the audience to contribute to be involved with creating the content that they want more of. Whether that's right. show ideas, whether it's guest ideas, whether that's, you know, maybe a listener wanting to come on the show because you're part of our, you know, this this buy me a coffee group that's that's allowing for messages, posts, and and you know, for all of these tiers, we're gonna shout out members or or new subscribers. You know, regardless, uh, and then the fifty cent tier basically will list you as you know that that's for the person who really likes what we're doing, wants to contribute. You know, we're just given an option uh, that's sort of above and beyond. Uh, and and I would say, you know, this is how we started it. This is where we're starting from. What this is going to look like in a year, two years, uh, I would say more than anything, it's it's what the what the audience wants to some extent. Uh, we're we're yeah. open to doing more. Uh, whether it's adding more tiers, uh, but but for the most part right now, it's give the listeners the ability to to come alongside us and, and create more content. 
And the way that we create more content is paying people to help us do what we do so that we can do less of the things that that take time to create the show. All right. So mm-hmm. uh right. if paying someone to to do some social media, to do uh, you know, let's say creating the show notes page potentially gives us the ability to now create more shows or create more content because we can spend more time doing, you know, what it is that's unique about us on the show. Um, you know, me creating the show notes page is time and effort. Um, but I would say yes. that's not the unique thing I bring to the show. Similarly, you know, some of the time and effort Darnell spends outside of actually creating the content is is valuable but it's not what what we uniquely bring to the show so um yeah that that's where you know the way i see this program um and if i didn't say it well for anyone who joins the the 50 cent tier will definitely be uh you know if again if assuming they want it we'll we'll have them as like honorary producers list them on show notes pages um again pending that's what they want if obviously you want anonymity we'll we'll give that to you and we'll we'll graciously appreciate the support for sure all right so you now have the platform you have now the ways that people can um you know subscribe or support financially um that you explained but once that starts happening and you know the numbers start you know people start flooding in to do that Darnell, what do you see this show becoming um, you know, with more financial support? Uh, well, I see it becoming uh, definitely uh, eventually you know, dominating its, its, our, our niche as a podcast, being number one um, in our genre. And I see it becoming like Joel and I transitioning into video. Uh, that would be uh, that'd probably be the next step is transitioning into video and 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 creating a, a six sense support curriculum where where Joel and I are uh, gathering all of our uh, content and breaking it down into subjects and and teaching it um, teaching it in a in a in a thorough way uh, that's helpful uh, for our listeners. But again, um, you know, take baby steps, but um, you have to, you know, we're not doing this for nothing. Um, the ideas we, 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 we talk about are important. And I, and I know they're important to our listeners. That's why they listen. Um, but I, I think it's important for us to uh, expand our, our reach outside of our regular circle. All the people who've been rocking with us since 2017. We appreciate everybody and their help. Um, but it's time to get our eyes in front of new people. And I've said this before, you know, there's a lot of people uh who love the six sense report and don't even know it. <laughs> they never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. They yep. never heard of it. They never heard of it. Not until it gets in front of them and they're like, Oh shoot. Okay, yo, yo, I actually I, I really like these guys. I, I where have they been on my whole life? Um, and it doesn't take it doesn't take a, a lot historically, it doesn't take a lot of people to make change, um, to make social change, right? It just, it just takes, um, a small amount of people who are united. Uh, and so, yeah, so just definitely seeing us, uh, transition into video and growing our reach and, and, and being the number one podcast in our niche in the country. Perfect. Well, definitely our time is, is, is wrapping up, but, um, 
before I let you guys go, was there anything else you wanted to say uh, to the listeners? Um, Joel, and then I guess afterwards, Darnell, you can jump in. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for, for the support. I mean, you know, what's funny is like, other than my dad and, and my uncle, like most of my family doesn't listen. <laughs> my wife hates talk radio. <laughs> um, and so I say all that because, you know, when we see our listener numbers, there's like, okay, it's not my friends and family that are listening for the most part. You know, obviously there's right. friends that have, you know, people that I've known. Uh, and I would say a lot of listeners, I'm sure, are people that are friends, um, but they don't listen because they're friends. They listen because they either know my, Darnell, they know myself, and they 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 know the heart behind who we are. And so, you know, I hope that this will allow us to grow so that people can more people can see who we are, and that we come at these things with an honest heart for like wanting better, wanting change, right? It's like what, I've, what, I, what I always say with regards to like the socialist sort of stuff. It's like, okay, remember our approach or our critiques is about raising the lowest levels of society as well. We might want to come at it in a different way because we think it's going to be more effective. But I say all that because, you know, as Darnell said, we're people's favorite show and they don't even know it, right? So we want, right to expose people to that because we think we have the thing that they are looking for. And this is a means for us with our audience who hopefully has the same perspective to grow, to, to expose, right? Like uh, we really haven't spent money on marketing. We haven't done, had the time and effort Mm -hmm. available Mm -hmm. to us to spend the time to try to grow our audience, to grow our reach. And so the hope is, the goal is that this will facilitate that because, you know, if you look at the world we're in right now, the perspectives Darnell and I have, there's a need for a lot of change, for a lot of challenging of ideas. And that's what we like to do. That's great. Darnell? Yeah, no, um, just appreciative, humbled. So what I would say is, you know, of course, I'd say thank you to all the people who supported us um, all these years. And it's kind of weird because, you know, you don't know how these things are going to pan out. Like our, our show um, isn't about getting drunk and, and, and um, oral sex. Like if that was, (laughs) our numbers would be a lot better. <laughs> Trust me, they they would be a lot better than they are. But you know, we got we got to stay true to who we are, and these are the you know people value those people who value those things will listen to those shows, you know, and the people who value what we value. This is what we do, and so sometimes when you're doing content that is thoughtful, intellectual, theological, economic, Canadian, um, you don't know what that support looks like. So from a humbling perspective, you know, I'm humbled to have the numbers that we have now, even the fact that we broke a hundred um, and, and, and it's continuing to grow. It's very humbling uh, mm-hmm. where the support we have, but you know, me being the kind of person I am, I'm, I'm, I'm still um, not satisfied um, and, and I want to continue to grow, but 
Um, we can't, we could, we, you know what, we, we can't, we can't get, we can't grow um, without those people who've been supporting us all these years. Uh, so shout out to um, Tony Lemma. Yes. Mm. Big up to Tony. Definitely. Big up yourself. <laughs> Big up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Jamaicans salute people, Tony. So Tony's like, what do you say? He's like, yeah, I'm just telling you to, you know, what you talking about, about yourself. Willis? Yeah. So yeah, shout to Tony. Um, Thank you very much, Tony. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, um, Tony. Um, you know, yeah, like Joel said, you know, like sometimes you think, you know, the people who support you is your wife, and honestly, yeah, Tyra doesn't even listen to the show. Um, <laughs> you know, and not because she doesn't like the show, but because you know the show wasn't. It's not, you know, I understand. It's not, it's not her cup of tea, and and that's okay. I don't want people uh, to listen to them, to this show because you know to do me a favor. You know, I want you to listen to the show because you like it. And it's crazy how Tony shares <laughs> shares our content and references yes. and sources to Joel and I on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, this guy's actually listening. This guy's actually listening to the show. Um, so yeah, um. Yeah, we, we need more guys like like Tony out there um who who um who share the show, comment on the show. Um thanks Tony. Um also thanks uh, IJ IJ um Yes, thanks IJ. Kazingaram dialogue. Yeah, I, IJ interacts yeah. And, and shares our stuff. Uh shout, shout out to uh, uh Samuel uh say for um, yes. for the support and and uh <laughs> love. Um, really appreciate you, brother. Uh, mm-hmm, also, shout mm-hmm. out to my guy Klein. Um, Klein, Klein. Um, yeah, yeah, Klein. Um, he messaged me on my, you know, he inboxes me about the content, and we talk about it. Um, yeah, all all of these and Julius, of course, you know, and all, tons of people, right? We can't remember uh, hit every every name, but all these people who share the content. You know what it actually does, and I know Joel will probably agree with me on that. You know what that does? The feedback and the sharing. It makes me want to create more content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When people are like, yo, or, oh, yo, hold on. I, 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 and I can't forget about the Vandermeers, uh, Wayne and Julie. See, see, Wayne, I love you, Wayne. I love you, Julie. I, lo- I love the kids. I love the kids. See, because Wayne would have my head if I didn't, if I didn't shout them out. So, you know, shout out to Wayne and Julie. I was like, yeah, I can't visit them at the farm, all right? So I shout y'all out. So I'm coming to me and we're going to come through. But, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But when when they when they inbox us and send us these 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 wonderful letters about how encouraging and helpful the content is, you know, it makes me want to get back to the drawing board and and create. So so guys, uh, thank you for your support and all those who I missed. Um, forgive me if 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 I missed anybody. All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much, of course, uh, Joel and Darnell, and thank you to you. We're tuning in and listening to this episode again. Remember, you can support, uh, and it's live right now, correct, Joel? Yep, yep. Buymeacoffee.com slash six cents report. Drop the the six cents report. Like everywhere else. Oh, oh Twitter. And, and, shout out to Jean, and shout out to Jeannie Kim. Thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. <laughs> <laughs> so again, www.buymeacoffee.com slash six cents report. Um, and if you want to get in contact uh, with Darnell and Joel on Twitter. Uh, Joel is tjoeln39 on Twitter. And then at 
uh, do go to underscore Darnell for Darnell. If you Come get on, man. Him. That's not that's not how you do it. That, that's not how you do it. It's <laughs> D-O-G. It's D-O-G-U-D-D-A underscore Darnell. <laughs> do good. <laughs> yes, D-O-G. Sorry, D O G U D D A. See, I'm not trying to see. I can't. I can't do it like you, bro. It's just, I'm not. It just I'm not rolls trying to do it like tongue. you. Just, <laughs> and then at six cents, <laughs> at six cents report on Twitter, of course, to get all the updates on on uh, new episodes and everything like that. Triple W dot six cents report, of course, um, to get the latest episodes as well uh i don't know about facebook facebook is kind of up in the air right now i usually would probably Censor. say facebook but i mean you know look if you want to go on facebook and follow us on there uh follow the six Sense report on there it's facebook.com slash six Sense report uh but i would highly highly suggest going to www.buymeacoffee.com slash six Sense report because you just don't know what's gonna happen with that page um for Joel, for Darnell, and myself, I'm Anthony B. Mitchell and Houdini. I'm going to disappear, but thank you so much again for tuning in. And uh, yeah, Six Sense makes change. But you heard me? Does that make sense? Madden and Mitchell Media.